The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Hi everybody, welcome to The Stage Door Show tonight. This is Dave Hondell. Uh, very excited tonight. We have a great, uh, great actress on the show. Uh, you'll see Sam as McKenna on the popular CBS series Blue Bloods. Uh, she's also starring in the new romantic comedy entitled Townhouse Confidential. Uh, it was showing this past week at the Angelica Theater in New York City, and then uh, it was going to be seen everywhere streaming uh, starting January 31st. So welcome to the show, Sam Simone. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, you know, I, I know that uh, we've had a couple people from your from your current movie uh, on the show. We had Jonas on and we had Lee on. So uh, we got to talk a lot about your movie, which is great. It looks like a fun movie to be in. Uh, but one of the first things I want to ask you, you know, starring in this movie uh, in a, in a rom-com, but it's not your typical rom-com. So kind of explain a little bit about the, 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 the movie and what people can expect. Cause it's, like I said, it's not your typical rom-com. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say it is very much a love letter to New York city in the sense that it takes place in the West village at historical locations like Magnolia bakery, John's pizza, Joe's coffee. You see, so many amazing locations throughout this film. Um, but it's it's a little, I'd say it's closer to like a parody on the Pride and Prejudice Jane Austen story, um, right. where you see these like heightened performances and large characters going through issues that may not be so big in the real world, right? But right. <laughs> for these characters, they are life and death. So <laughs> that's where the comedy comes from. And Liz gets into some trouble because... You know, she has the hots for bad boy Tommy Leroy, even though uh, she should be with George Barrow. But she goes in between the two right. who she ends up with. You'll have to watch the movie to find out. So. Right. For sure. For sure. Well, you know, in uh, uh, Patrick Perez of uh, Vidari, you know, did the the directing on this. We've had him on the show as well. And, you know, and talk about uh, working for, uh, you know, for a director like Patrick, where, uh, you know, sometimes it gives you a little leeway, I guess, yeah. to kind of maybe improvise or maybe give uh, give your character maybe uh, something out of your own mind as, you know, and, and following the script, obviously. But, you know, talk about that a little bit working for Patrick. Absolutely. Um, so Patrick and I had a unique relationship because we're both Columbia University alum. Um, so we kind of had a shared language, like right from the start. Right. Um, so when he was like, I see this almost as like theater on camera, where it's a little bit bigger. It's a little you can play to the back row, even though the camera's five feet in front of you. Right. And to have that freedom as a theater artist going into the TV and film medium of like, constantly being told like, oh, it's a little too big. It's a little too much. Patrick was like, no, bigger, more. Co keep it coming. Keep it coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he was always down if we were like, hey, I think this line would sound better if I said it like this. And he'd be like, oh, my God, yes. Um, there's a scene with Joe D'Onofrio and I where there's, you know, he makes a, a little bit of a flirtatious pass at Liz and I shut it down by saying like, my oven is closed because she's a baker. <laughs> and like, we tried a couple of different variations on that. And it was Hilarious. just the most fun because it was like, as an actor, how often do you get to improvise? And how often do you get to like, have your voice heard? And Pat is really amazing yeah. at saying like, here's the script, here's the character, here's the world 
Now let's play. Right. Exactly. So yeah, this is one of the things I was going to ask you as, as, a, as an actor is because, you know, because a lot of times when you work for so many different directors, I mean, you've done a lot of TV, you've done a lot of, you know, stage work where a lot of times the director kind of leaves when the show starts and then you're on your own at that point, but you still have to follow the script. So I guess when you work for so many different people in different mediums, how do you kind of adjust for that? Because, you know, it, TV, film and stage are all different. So how do you adjust as an as a you know an artist? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think for me it's just learning each person's language and jumping right into what they're looking for. Um my goal as an artist is always to follow the script and to make sure that the story that I'm telling is the story that what the audience is is gravitating towards. I always want to play characters that people can be like I've been through that or I've met that person. I know what she's going through. Um and Working in all of these different mediums, you have to just be able to take what is given to you, add it to your tool belt and just say, okay, I know how to handle this. I know how to do this while keeping the integrity to the words and what the writer wants as well. Um, Not losing sight of your artistry and their artistry, but also keeping the director's vision in mind. Theater, I find, is the hardest in that way because the director, like you said, does walk away sometimes and you're like, Okay, but now I want to try this thing. And it's like, but you can't because you're locked in. You can still have fun and explore. But how do you do that within the confines of, you know, continuity, even in the TV and film world of you need to be able to match those takes. Um, So for me, it's just using the different tools I have in my tool belt to be like, okay, I hear what you're saying. And here's how I'm going to play. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then, you know, getting into a little bit deeper diving into that, you know, the audition process, you know, before you even get the role, uh, you know, I know you're sometimes in front of casting directors and you're not always in front of the director. Sometimes you are, but not always. So, you know, that process, you know, when you, when you get like some sides, you know, and you read the sides and, and you try to get into that character, you know, cause I know now is a lot of self tape stuff still going on, but when you're in front, even when you're in front of somebody, you know, do you look at that and say, you know, how far can I go or how far should I push the envelope? Cause you know, you want to push the envelope enough to make yourself, I guess, um, you know, stand out, but from somebody else, but at what point do you kind of have to put on the brakes? I mean, how, how do you navigate that? Yeah. I think in today's world where things are very much self tape and zoom callbacks or auditions and things, and actors have been put in this bubble of making their own choices. And then when a director or casting person is like, here's an adjustment, being able to take that adjustment, first of all, is like, Oh, wow. Feedback. Right. Because for the past two years, we've been throwing things out into the void and hearing sometimes absolutely nothing. (laughs) Um, So that's been a real struggle. But I think in the room, my favorite experience with that was when I was auditioning for Blue Bloods. Um, I was actually the reader for that episode Uh, Mm. and they invited me to audition afterwards. And I made some choices out in the lobby and then came in and my mind spaced. So I did what I could. And then they threw five or six different directions at me because the character could go very in very different ways at that time. Uh, And for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to do my best to fit into this world, especially knowing for McKenna, it was a co-star. So how do I fit that world and not detract from the story, not steal focus from these main folks, but add a little bit of lightness or add a little bit of comedic relief or add a right. the the detail that you need. Um, 
So it was just exploring all of those different things. And I'm usually pretty good at picking up in the room of like, okay, I went too far or no, not far enough. I can yeah, push yeah. further. But on <laughs> Zoom, it's like, I don't know if I'm even reaching far enough because yeah. like the computer feels like another layer in between you yeah. and that other person. You almost have too many options or too many, you know, redos or retakes. And sometimes it can be too much where you kind of overthink it and, and it, it almost sounds forced. Is that is that fair? Absolutely. I've had to limit myself to doing, even with the self-tape, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do four takes because you don't get much more than that in the room itself in the old days. And then when you're on set, you don't really get more than two, three takes. So I do three takes and then I do an F for fun take um, <laughs> and just try something different. Um, but it's, it's so easy to get in your head of like, what are they thinking? What do they want? What how do I do that? And without having that face-to-face -face interaction anymore, we're sure. left to our own devices and that can be dangerous for some people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I, I guess uh, just, just kind of a fun question here, you know, as far as auditions go, everybody that's in the industry has had kind of a crazy audition story uh, in many of them probably, but uh, what's your craziest audition story that you can share with us? Yeah, uh, this is pre-pandemic. Um, so I auditioned for a horror short film uh, audition. I I think it was at the Producers Club. It was like a weird location to audition for a film. Yeah. Um, the director was 45 minutes late, which <laughs> was no fun. Um, so I was patient and whatever. And then he shows up with this like metal cage, goes into the room, says nothing, calls me in. And I hear this like noise coming from this metal cage. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what's going on. So like, we're just gonna, okay, we'll, we'll do the best we can here. Go with it. I do, I do the scene and he's like, so a couple things have changed. Tells me pretty much nothing I saw on, it was on backstage. Nothing yeah, yeah. I saw on the backstage post was still true. <laughs> the character had changed, the situation had changed, everything had changed. So he's like, so I'm going to show you something. And it was this cage. He lifts the door up and there are these disgusting looking rats. Like and he's live like, ones? live rats. <laughs> and he was like, so these are your co-stars and we're filming in rural Pennsylvania next week. Like, what oh, are your thoughts? Wow. And I immediately <laughs> went, oh my God, I, I totally forgot. I oh. have... I could have um, washed my hair that week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any excuse I could. I was like, I, I'm so busy, actually. I have, I can't. And yeah. I called my mother and was like, I'm lucky I survived. <laughs> oh my God. That's that's one of the best ones I've heard yet. Awesome. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> well, you know, when, when do you think we're going to get back from the self-tape back to in front of people? I mean, because is right now nobody's wearing masks out there hardly. And I mean, it's just weird to to see still self-tapes going on. So when do you think we're going to get in front of uh, actual casting directors? I really hope it's soon. Uh, I think logistically it's probably not going to be for a little while still just because of, I mean, I get it as a casting person. If you don't own the space that you are yeah. asking actors to come to, why spend the money? Like yeah, when true. you can do things faster and quicker using self-tape, you can see more people that way. True. Yeah. But from our end, we're missing the human connection and that's what actors want to do. We want right. to connect. And, you know, I just think back to my like blue bloods experience where I was in the room the whole time. And like, yeah. that was so magical. And because they fed off my energy and I fed off theirs, it was like, yeah, we speak the same language and now actors aren't getting to know casting 
casting isn't getting to know us other right. than our slate, which like, Correct, yeah. do they watch? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So I hope soon. But. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the other thing I want to go back to the theater a little bit here, because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I've always been involved with the theater with my kids and growing up to regional theater and, and everything like that. But, you know, I always wondered, you know, when, when an actor, cause I've never, I never acted. Um, I was always behind the camera, but on stage, you know, I've, I've always been fascinated by this when, when an actor goes on stage, like you see on Broadway or off Broadway and, you know, you have a thousand people out there. And, you know, you do this show eight days or eight shows a week, uh, matinee, sometimes two, whatever shows a day. And it becomes muscle memory, you know, when you go out there and do your role. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I suppose at the expense, ho- hopefully not, but at the expense of somebody paying, you know, these two or three hundred dollar tickets. And you want to make sure that you're always, you know, um performing to that person who who never have never seen this show before and they're excited that it was a night out for them and they went to dinner and now they're going to go to the show but as an actor that does it so many times how do you stay up for every performance like that to make sure that that one person who bought that ticket who's never seen it has the same experience as somebody who's seen it 20 times that's yeah that's an awesome question um i think for me it's it's coming to the theater and I learned this in high school. I did like a performing arts program as well as going to regular high school. Sure. Um, and my director would always say, when you come to the door, you check everything that you're bringing with you for that day at the door and it'll be waiting for you when you get back. Because right. I feel like a lot of the times when performances alter, it's because an actor is dealing with something yeah. from their day or they're worried about something the next day. Those worries are going to be there when you leave the theater as well as when they, when you came in. So I have a bit of a ritual of like just getting myself back into the space. Um, and then even though it is, you know, by muscle in terms of your blocking and and being in the right places and things like that, when you're working with other actors, everything is new every night. And the beauty of live theater is things do go wrong. And like being able to have that improvisational skill to pivot if you're so in your head and so by rote, you're going to miss those opportunities. Right. Or if someone misses a line, how do you save it? If you're like, oh, well, my next line is this and I've checked out. So really listening on days where I feel off, I turn my listening on to a, a different level and then I can respond more naturally to my fellow co-stars. You know, and then also when you're on stage, when let's say somebody's phone goes off in the audience or somebody says something or or they're they're crinkling their their candy bar, you know wrapper you have to hear that on stage correct i mean mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah i mean so <laughs> how do you how do you stay in character when you know that there's some annoying person that's in row three that you just want to stop and say stop it <laughs> so how do you go through that i mean do you ever lose your your thought process absolutely yeah. um i think my the only time I didn't was when I was in a show in my undergrad um, and we were allowed to kind of play with the audience at the top. Oh, okay. So when people were on their phones or things like that, I would just go sit next to that person in the house and be like, hey, what's Nobody up? Stopped. Yeah, <laughs> until they stopped. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I, I have to remind myself that not all theater goers are theater people and they yeah. don't understand the etiquette of Correct. being in the theater and knowing that like, Yes, right. your cell phone dinging is really going to distract me. Yeah. Um, so what I do is I just I take a breath and I get right back into the story. It's distracting for like a hot second. And then yeah. 
not letting it derail anything because the second yeah. you lose focus from what's going on on stage, you're yeah. feeding into that person's energy. And that's what they want, right? They want you to be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, some, you know, I suppose that's the heckler of the theater world, right? Exactly. <laughs> somebody, somebody annoying you. Um, yeah, the other thing is you teach, you teach young kids on camera work, uh, you know, when you're not working yourself. So what do you, what do you, uh, what do you teach? Yeah, I teach. So I work for uh, MN Acting Studio at the moment. I um, am the I, you know, kind of coordinate a lot of the educational boundaries in terms of like what we're working on within that semester. Um, but I work with kids ages 10 through 17, oh, okay. uh, as well as prepping for college. Yeah. Um, I teach on camera skills for the most part from auditioning all the way through the final callback. Uh, wow. to being on set and then for college prep it's it's breaking down the monologues and mm -hmm. in-person callbacks because fortunately for them they are in person <laughs> right yeah 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 um but yeah it's it's a lot of fun i love it i was gonna say um i just inter yesterday interviewed ava johnson who's uh the young tina turner on uh the, the yeah. broadway tour and th this kid sat in front of this microphone and, and i couldn't believe the professionalism she showed during that interview and she was nine years old I know. And I'm thinking the people you work with, the kids, I mean, is that something you teach them not only to be in front of the camera, but how to, how to, how to treat uh, people off camera as well and how to treat their career and how to, how to act in front of uh, an interviewer. Absolutely. Uh, for me, it's always meeting the child where they're at first and foremost. Yeah. I don't want to ever make kids feel uncomfortable or like this career is, is scary or hard. It is scary and it is hard, but they're young and they, as soon as you lose that joy and you want it too badly, that's when you lose the fun. Yeah. Um, but the professionalism, a lot of these kids are coming from parents who are not in the arts, at least to my experience. A lot of their parents are business professionals or do other things, and they need a positive role model who is poised and articulative and, you know, is able to be that person for these kids to say, like, yes, you need to treat yourself like an adult in those moments yeah. because it is your career right. yes your parents have to answer your emails until you're 18 but it is your career and you are steering this ship uh just as much as they are so being grounded and just listening to these people and being kind yeah. um that was something i was always always told you know even on like blue bloods one of my pas was like you know how i know you're new at this because you always say thank you and i was like i hope i say thank you even when I am, exactly. it, like, it shouldn't be a new thing. That it should shouldn't be, be a new person. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I always say that with my, my students of like, be that person who says, thank you. Yeah. Be that person who says, I appreciate you or thank right. you for doing that for me. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of times, you know, the, the receptionist could be the casting director someday and people don't realize that, you know, and I learned that years ago when my, when my daughter was getting headshots by, by this guy and, and this guy's been in the business for years. He did headshots for a lot of different, you know, actors and actresses and so forth. And the one thing he always told everybody, like the young kids that came in, you know, treat my receptionist the same way you would treat me or a casting director or what, whomever, because you never know who that person's going to be down the road. And it's a small world, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And they'll so, remember that. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I guess what's your biggest piece of advice? You know, you've been in the business for a while and you've done a lot of, you know, great things and you're successful. Uh, you know, the biggest piece of advice that they would they would take away for, you know, a, a career like uh, in the in the business. 
Um, so my my grandfather was a professional musician, and this piece of advice comes from him. Uh, he passed away a few years ago, but before he before he died, I asked him how he was so successful because he he was mm-hmm. kind of like me. Like he taught, he performed, he did it all. In my opinion, yeah. so I was like, Grandpa, how did you do it? And he was like, I trusted that I had this much talent, and I never took myself too seriously. I took the work seriously, but I never took myself too seriously. So that's always kind of my mantra and my motto. And that's what I pass on to my kids of like, take the work seriously, do your homework, learn your lines, be prepared, be ready to go, but don't take yourself too seriously. Go into that room confident and fun because as soon as you go in like, oh God, am I talented enough? Am I going to get this part? Am I, your worries have already beat you. And you are not going to get that part because you're so worried about everything else. The second you let that go and say, I'm talented. I deserve to be here. I am enough. I am talented enough. And I trust this process. I'm going to have fun. That's when the real, we get to see you as the artist in the role or you as the artist, just how you're going to be on set. Because a lot of it is just, you know, Mm. do I want to hang out with you for eight hours? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's taking the work seriously, but not taking yourself too seriously and just trusting the process. That's great advice. Um, you know, what drives you, Sam? Oh, I am a very uh, a highly motivated and highly ambitious person. I've always been. <laughs> um, but I think for me, it's it also comes back to my grandfather with him being so in my eyes, he he had it all. Uh, he yeah. had a wife and two children and he ran this successful business. He was a teacher he played the piano and sang absolutely beautifully. And when I was little, I, st- I started with music and was like, this is not my thing. Uh, and the first time I performed, I was like, oh, my God, th- this is it. Like, I love this the way grandpa loved playing music. And for me, it it's always just just wanting to do the work and tell the stories and touch people, whether that's. You know, they leave the theater being like, wow, I hated that, but I have so many questions and sparking a conversation and sparking a dialogue. Or I loved that and that was amazing, but it made me think of X, Y, and Z. As long as you get people talking and people connecting, you did your job. Um, and mm-hmm. I love I love that aspect of it. The just person to person, you know, actor to audience, no matter what medium you're in, uh, the conversation and the dialogue that it sparks. Yeah, that's, that's that's well said. You know, and Sam, uh, uh, you know, have you ever had one of those moments either in the front of the camera or on stage that was like a spiritual moment? Like, you know, you'll never forget like that one moment that, that, that when you when it's all said and done, you're going to look back and say, oh, wow, that was that was a really cool moment. Yes, I've had two. Um, I had one on stage. I was in I was performing in my college thesis production of The Seagull. Um, and I was playing Nina, uh, Andre Serban was directing. It was just like, oh God, it was amazing. Um, but Andre altered the last scene a little bit and had me say a bit of a mantra to the entire class. And it was like, I am enough. I am, I will keep going. I will, I will not give up. Um, and to this day, anytime I feel a little down or maybe I didn't book that job that I really, really wanted or, you know, whatever the case may be, I remind myself of that performance and that like Nina kept going. Yeah. And I played like, you know, I we were cast for a reason. And it's like I I can keep going. I can push through. 
Um, and the other moment was actually during Townhouse Confidential. Oh, um, wow. We were doing the... <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a wedding scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the vows were written like the morning before. So wow. we were like, they were fresh in our brains. Yeah, The day had just been going, you know, not wrong, so to speak, but like we blew out a generator. It was really hot. <laughs> like, nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had like two takes to maybe get each angle by the time we ended up getting everything up and running. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it was, but just being in a church and looking at another human being and saying vows yeah. was just a really surreal moment for me. And like, it was, I just dropped right into what that, is for this character um so it made it made that scene even more real yeah yeah and it was it was just such a fun experience to be like wow i'm really really present right now in what's going on (laughs) that's so cool that's that's a great story uh both of them uh you know before we before we go i'm going to ask this question uh you know what do you what do you want your legacy to be um at the end of your career what do you want people to look back on as you know as they as they think of sam simone yeah um i like to think of myself as equal parts actor and teacher coach um i really pride myself in the fact that my students trust me and come to me with any and all auditions that they have so i would like to be remembered for not only being a fantastic performer but also supporting my students um through anything that they have coming their way um I would love to be like my dream show would be to be like a new new girl kind of thing or a good place, a series regular on a show like that. Yeah. That speaks to what people are going through in that moment, in that time, um, makes people laugh because how often in today's society do we get to just laugh? (laughs) We don't. That's why like townhouse is such a great, (laughs) a great moment in time because it's, it's we like know release. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a release. We're so bogged down by such negativity that like having that release is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, telling truthful stories and then being being that supportive person for all of the students that I have now and my future students. Well, uh, Sam, you know, I, I, before we go, I also want to let everybody know um, how they can find you on social media. Uh, so let everybody know how they can uh, look you up and follow you. Absolutely. Um, so I'm old. I only have <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and a website because Homegirl does not TikTok. Um, <laughs> I'm too old. Me. I turned I 30 in two actually. weeks. I, I don't even go onto my TikTok hardly. <laughs> um, so I'm on Facebook at Sam Simone. My Instagram is Sammy Sims 21. Like, think I'm a DJ. It's like that kind of vibe. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and then my website is samanthanicolesimone.com. All right. Well, there you have it. You know, Sam Simone and Townhouse Confidential comes out streaming on the 31st of this month, uh, January. Uh, if you're listening to it past that, well, guess what? It's it's already out there. So, um, you know, Valentine's Simone, Day. Tune in. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Well, Sam, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. And, uh, you know, I, uh, the trailer is amazing. And, and I'll be seeing the movie, of course. Uh, can't wait to see that. But you know, the best of luck to you on everything that you do. And uh, congrats on all your success. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. 